Welcome ladies to this episode of Alive and Thriving. Today I am joined by the amazing and inspirational Joe Clark. Now Joe Clark is from Joe Clark Coaching. Joe is a mentor and a coach for women 40 plus and she's helping them to navigate the years of perimenopause and beyond. She supports women to become energized, healthy and ready to embrace the second half of life. Prior to this role, Jo worked in education for over three decades. In 2020, she experienced the toll of physical and mental burnout and she made a life-changing decision to leave the teaching profession and follow her calling to help women create their best life. Jo has a number of offerings, including the Better Than Before, an online membership specifically designed to help support women's physical and mental health and wellness in the middle of life, an ebook, Health and Wellness for the 40 Plus Woman, How to Thrive in Perimenopause and Beyond, Reset, Re-Energize and Rediscover, which is a 10-week course that teaches women how to reset their mindset and old patterns of thinking. She also has a podcast, Redefining Midlife, challenges outdated stereotypes and redefines what it means to be a midlife woman in today's world. Jo also has a very popular quiz that helps women to identify whether or not they are experiencing perimenopause. Now, after years of living in rural and remote Queensland, Joe and her husband now live on a 32-acre property in the beautiful Noosa hinterland in Queensland, Australia. She has two incredible children who have since left the nest and two Kelpie dogs who aren't going anywhere. I am so excited for you to meet Jo. She is a mastermind buddy of mine and she is just the person that you want to have in your corner when you are starting to navigate these life changes that are inevitable. Let's get into it. This is Alive and Thriving where we tackle all things that stand in the way of holistic well-being and self-care in life and as women in business. Join me for real and raw conversations and inspiring guests who are expert in their fields as we come back to life together, overcoming stress, anxiety, nourishing our mind, body and emotions. I am your host, Jessica Reed, Alternative Therapist, Life and Wellbeing Coach. And if you are ready to grow, heal and thrive together, then you are in the right place. Joe, beautiful lady, welcome to Alive and Thriving. I am so thrilled to have you here. Ladies listening, if you don't follow Joe yet on Instagram or social media, Pinterest, I believe you're on Pinterest as well, then you don't know that we're in probably for a pretty spicy conversation today. <laughs> I hope so, Jess. It's great to be here and thank you so much for invi- inviting me onto your podcast. Oh, I couldn't have it any other way. Joe has become a really dear friend of mine. We have been masterminding together now for a bit over 12 months, mm-hmm. doing business life together. And uh, yeah, she is definitely the woman that we want in our corner when we are starting to go through life changes, but also um, just navigating good health choices to um, really, I guess, support those life changes and support good health. So welcome, welcome. Very excited to have you here. 
Joe, I introduced you formally at the beginning of the show, but would you like to tell us who are you? <laughs> who am I? That is a very, very big question. <laughs> who am I and who could I be on any given day? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> the, formal, the formal hat was um, in the past I was an educator for a number of years uh, and Jess, I was very interested in what you do and have, have gone to you for, for help as well because I had as well experienced burnout Mm-hmm. Uh, from my career and all of the years and everything on top as a lot of women in the middle of life will find there's a lot of things that that happen at this point in our time yeah. um so I am no longer formally a primary school teacher I now am working with women in the middle of life to find to help them find who they are how they can live their best lives to find their purpose to find their health their, their passion once again because yeah, life can be tough and over decades it can wear you down. So now I'm reinvigorated, I've found my feet and I'm just loving sharing what I have learned and what I am going through with other women so that they can be where I am now. Yeah, I love that. And yes, life can be tough mentally, emotionally, physically, mm. you know, and there is so much to navigate. I really want to jump straight into the good stuff. <laughs> That's okay. Sure. Um, perimenopause. Now, that is not a word I'd even really heard 12 months ago. Mm. But, and I feel like for me, I'm 35 next month. And I had been thinking to myself, menopause, that's something that isn't going to happen anytime soon. It's down the track. And then last year, I started feeling some hot flushes and things. And then I just thought, oh, is this like pre menopause or what's going on? Yeah. Talk to me about perimenopause and how, I guess, unprepared we are for that transitional phase. Because somebody said to me, it might have been my mum, that that transitional phase could last up to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And more for some women. Yeah. yeah. It is a very long time and it's something that all women will go through. It's a natural stage of every woman's life yet we're not prepared for it. It's not something that we talk about until we're with a couple of girlfriends and, you know, the conversation might come around to it. Thankfully, things are starting to change a little now, Jess, which is great. But keep in mind, if you think of perimenopause, similar to the reverse of puberty. So it's everything is in puberty, everything starts to ramp up and all the hormones start to to increase for the production of, of the, the the cycling of ov- ovulation and, and so forth. What happens in perimenopause, it's the winding down. Mm-hmm. So all of those those hormones that a bo- our woman's body is used to for a number of decades starts mm-hmm. to decline. And it happens before you even realise, a bit like when girls start to go through puberty, there's all these sorts of things that are happening at a cellular level that we've got no idea of happening until there are obvious physical signs. Mm-hmm. Same with peri. So a lot of women, and in fact, you know, just a statistic to think about, 20% of women by the time they reach 40 are actually in perimenopause. So it's something that women from a younger age, you know, in in your 30s, start to learn about it, start to educate yourself, uh, basically what the hormones in your body are doing for a normal cycling woman. Mm. And then also what starts to happen as they wind down and what sort of things should you start to look for? Because for for many women, 80% of women will suffer when I say suffer, suffer is a really strong word. You don't have to suffer through anything. We'll experience is a better word. We'll experience different signs and symptoms that the body are giving them that there's a winding down of those hormones. 20% will sail through. Just just think about the girls that you're 
so high school with. You know, some of them didn't get a spot on their face and yeah. skippy doo. <laughs> lovely time. That wasn't no, me. No, no, nothing. You know, it, it, it was an absolute charm for them. They looked like a little goddess from the time that they were thirteen onwards. Well, good luck to them. And you know, there is good luck to those women who have fallen that twenty percent as they go through peri as well. They won't suffer. Well, I guess to use that word again. Won't experience <laughs> these effects. For the other 80%, 20 of those 80%, so you know, 20% of women will have debilitating effects of perimenopause. Mm-hmm. It will change their, their life, who they become, um, how they can function. And the other 60% of women will experience mild, more mild to moderate symptoms. Yeah. So it can be different what, what for everybody. What can those debilitating effects look like? Uh, they can. W- women can go through uh, a lot of mental issues because of the decline again in estrogen has a a lot of effects on the brain receptors Mm -hmm. so women are more prone to depression and anxiety during Mm -hmm. perimenopause and also postmenopause and keep in keep in mind that when we're talking when i'm talking about perimenopause they're the two to ten plus years before a woman um, reaches menopause Mm -hmm. and menopause only one day which blows people away oh really yeah the word menopause is the anniversary of your final period, the 12-month anniversary. And see, again, women don't think that. The rest of your life, after that one day, you are post-menopause. So you've got this huge lead-up to the one day, which is the anniversary of the the 12-month anniversary of your final period. It just blew my mind. I know. (laughs) You don't know. And this is is what is happening to women's bodies, and they don't realise all of this. So there's lots of things to start to learn about, educate yourself about what's going to happen and what's happening to you. So that's a two to ten years of perimenopause. Yeah. And then 12 months that marks the last anniversary of your last cycle. Correct. Your menopause day. Yep. And then you are post-menopause. And the average age for a woman to reach menopause, and again, Keep in mind that the average means you're looking at a huge range of numbers is 51 in Australia. Now, put into context, I'm 55 and I'm still getting my periods. Mm -hmm. So I've had my periods for now, I was 12 years old. So I've I've had periods for decades and there's, I'm in a different phase of perimenopause because there are also different phases that you go through Mm -hmm. as you, as you're going through these, this um, whole cycle of winding down. Yeah. But I'm I'm a long way off twelve months. A long way. Yeah. Like I'm expecting my period to arrive. I've, I know the body. You know, you know when your period's going to to oh, arrive. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know it's going to be coming anytime soon. And it could be sixty nine days. It could be. I think eighty five's been my my longest. And or wow. it could be back to a twenty nine twenty a thirty day cycle. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Mm. So you're right. So education here is really key. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have a quiz? That people can take. Am I in perimenopause? Or is that your quiz? Yeah. yeah. Tell us so the, about that quickly. Because I just thought, oh, I might go take your quiz. <laughs> I wanted to make sure it was the right thing. <laughs> well, I was I was really frustrated when I started to have exhibit different signs and symptoms. So I, I didn't get hot flushes during the day, but I did wake up and have interrupted sleep and I did have night sweats. Mm-hmm. Um my period was heavier at the start, which most women find. They go through really heavier periods mm-hmm. um, and and changes. This You can still have regular cycles and still yeah. be in perimenopause. So I just needed to find out for myself because I love learning. I like, I'm an educator, so I love to learn, and I, I, I did whatever I could to 
to learn about what was happening from my body by yeah. by experts. Yes. And <laughs> and it's really important that you get people who uh know about the woman's body and it's not just you know an influencer on yeah. on um you know Instagram. So learn learn from experts. And yeah. then I thought, well how can if I if I didn't know this information, my friends didn't know this information. I had some friends who met reached menopause at 45 and I'm the longest in my circle of, of girlfriends that I went through high school with. You know, yeah. they look at me and go, oh, you poor bugger, you're still going. Yes, I am. <laughs> and and um, so I wanted to help educate other women. So this quiz is basically some questions that you answer and then it'll give you a little information pack at the end. Yep. And it was something I wish I knew when I was at the start of the journey. So I knew what to expect. Yeah. Hey, wow. Oh, there's so much education just there though. Like my mind is still repeating menopause is one day menopause is one day yes yeah um so yeah so much education to go off and do and you're right but learning from somebody who knows and understands the woman's body and cycles and and what's going to happen for you is definitely the best way to go and find your education but I will link your quiz in the notes for anybody who is interested in taking that too and I'm wondering as these changes are happening What sort of lifestyle choices can we make to support our body? Because I'm like Mm -hmm. big changes, as you said, if it's just, if it's the reverse of puberty, well, I'm thinking about puberty and that was hard. (laughs) That was hard. Mm -hmm. What can, what can we be doing to support our body um, through lifestyle changes through this perimenopause? And then beyond that, let's chat about good lifestyle choices for illness prevention, for illness prevention, for health, for good health. Yeah, and these are really important things that women, and this is where my passion lies because I really want women to understand that they need that self-care is health care. I think we mm-hmm. seem to we get sold this idea through the media, through all the marketing, that self-care is going for a massage every now and then or it's giving yourself a bubble bath on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's the the multiple decisions that we make every single day and they count because your body you are you what you're doing in your 30s and in your 40s will have a huge impact in your 50s and sadly in Australia 80% of women get to their 50s with two or more chronic diseases wow that's that's huge and out of those yeah out of those diseases 80% of those are preventable and they're preventable just through different lifestyle choices that you make on the daily what you what sort of foods you are eating and consuming are they nutritious are they going to nurture your body are you getting enough sleep and rest? You know, are you moving your body? They're really simple little things that yeah. we, we can do something about and they don't cost a dime. You know, I think a lot of people worry about, oh, I don't have enough money to go to the gym. You don't have to go to the gym. No. You know, it's it's so important that women become empowered to know that what they do makes a difference. What they do every day makes a difference and to support yeah. yourself in, in getting through these stages and really you will sail through menopause much easier and simply if you start to embed a lot of these wellness practices yeah. in your day because chronic diseases don't happen overnight. As I said, you know they, they take years and decades to, yeah. to be created in your body. So if you can do something when you are younger, mm-hmm. you are going to be able to live a longer, healthier life mm-hmm. in the future. And I think we get so caught up in our day to day as women because we've got we're busy with our jobs, with our 
um, our children, our family relationships, just the day-to-day things piled on top of us that we often put ourselves last on that to-do list. We do. And it's and we, you know, we martyr ourselves. Oh, I don't have time. Oh, I'm just too busy. Well, you need to make the time because if you want to be there fully present for yourself and for your family and for those that you love, you need to start to make sure you prioritize yourself, mm-hmm. get yourself on that to-do list. And it can start with really simple things. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, simple things. Walking, like you said, good nutrition, just simple yeah. movement doesn't have to look like a gym membership. Nice. So many things. And I think um, from my perspective, which I'm obviously a huge advocate for is stress management <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the impacts that stress has on the body, because that also is linked to long-term illness. Um, and again, a lot of it can be preventable. And yeah. oh, so many things you said just then, I just actually circled self-care is health care. I'm, I'm going to title this episode that self-care is health care. <laughs> um, because of that is so right. We are, oh, so many things that you just said. First of all, I completely agree. We are a society that has been fed by people who want our money and that's okay. They're doing their job. They're running a business. Um, that self-care could be indulgent things. But the thing is, is that if you actually look up a definition of self-care, it talks about acts that uh, support health and well-being. Um and, you know, manicures, all those things are beautiful um, and ne- and necessary for some people. Self-indulgence, mm. though, is what it is. And, again, it's necessary. There's no judgment. But we need to be able to define the difference between self-indulgence and self-care. And self-care is something that is going to directly improve your mental, physical, emotional health, well-being. And you so... Mm. Those choices, what am I eating now? How is this going to affect me? Not only now, tomorrow, but how is this going to impact me in 20, 30 years? I think also, Jess, as women, when we are leading such busy lives and our whole day is, is filled from the moment we wake up to the moment that we put our head on the pillow, we don't often slow down enough to get those cues that our body is telling us. Or if we do, we choose to ignore them. Yeah, That has consequences. And I think doing nothing is still a choice. And I think we've got to get that is that you can choose to ignore it. But if you keep on ignoring it, that little tap is going to turn into a nudge and you can keep on ignoring that as well. And then that nudge is going to turn into, you know, you're going to be pushed until the point you get to that time that you're going to be knocked over. Yes. And that is much harder to get back from. And I'm at the age now where I have, my you know some friends that are going through some pretty horrible things in their life and and some of those may have been helped by managing stress in their life by watching what they eat more by prioritizing themselves higher and I think we need to imagine and and this is something that's hard for women because they're, they're so busy in the now that they can't think of in the future you know you and I were chatting before the podcast started Jess on um how the, the average life expectancy of a woman yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. said and I, I couldn't there's been a change in that um that that number towards the end of last year and I couldn't recall it straight away but I did hear a, a statistic the other day it, it's at the moment it's 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 um 85 point whatever months mm-hmm. but what they're saying now is that women who are reaching their 50s 
have the potential to have their life expectancy. We're the first generation ever that could have a life expectancy reaching three figures into the hundred. That could be the average life expectancy by the as the decades go on. But you've got to think about what is our lifespan or age that we're going to live to compared to our health span. And I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I don't want to have someone wiping my backside, feeding me. I yep. can't bend over to do my shoes. Yeah. I can't get out of a chair without assistance. I don't want to live the last however long yep. like that. And sadly, I saw my mum go through that. Mm-hmm. And it was simply not that she didn't look after herself, is that which well, she was of the generation too, Jess, and I think we, we're very, a lot of people even in, you know, your age group because you're you're in your 30s and I'm now in my 50s who will still go for the quick fix. Yeah. You've, I've got an issue, I'll go to the doctor, I'll get a tablet. Instead yeah. of, and, and, you know, it's really it's easy. Band-Aid. It's Band-Aid. It is. It's really easy. Mm-hmm. So to the point where you're almost covered like a Band-Aid, you can't, you're like the Michelin man, but you can't move because all of these things uh, are, are not looking at the root cause. So mm-hmm. I think what we need to do is from a, Whenever we can, and it's never too late, you can reverse things. As you tell, tell your lovely audience, yeah. <laughs> you've got the potential to make those changes, and it, you just need to take that step. And is it easy? Not always, but is it doable? Very much so. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Joe, that is just such a beautiful message, and one that we really do need to hear because, again, it were people in my age group, and I know a lot of women. Um, a lot of my audience, you know, we are 35 plus, we're in our 40s, we're, we're in, you know, this age group where sometimes, as you said, we get so caught up in our day to day and so overwhelmed. Um, I'm still in the season of little people, you know, <laughs> yeah. little little energy draining <laughs> time gives yeah. little people, but we get so caught up giving and giving and giving ourselves. Um, which I'm sure won't change when my kids are 20. I'm sure I'll still be giving and giving and giving myself into them and pouring into other people. And if we mm. keep ourselves at the bottom of that priority list, then it is that it's that lifespan, like you said, that lifespan versus quality the health. Of health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that that really just resonated with me when you said that. And you are so right because yes you might be able to live to a certain age or, you know, but if you can make choices now that are going to actually help you to have quality of life at, at that age. Mm. Oh, God. No, <laughs> quantity and quality are two completely different oh, things. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we all want to be, we've all got that image in our mind where we want to be playing with the grandkids and how lovely yeah. that would be in that romantic fairy tale of what it's going to be. Well, the reality is if you don't start to prioritise your health now, you're not going to be able to bend down and and pick up the grandkids yeah. and play with them and be there and and take them on lovely holidays if that's what you want to do. So, yeah, you might be able to go and um, travel with your family or with your husband or what, whatever, whatever your dreams of the future might be. If yeah. your your health is compromised and if you've got chronic diseases, then you're going to lead a very different lifestyle to the one that you imagine that you might like. And Absolutely. I, I just I just would love all women to be able to to see that really clearly, yeah. but not just see it. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to actually, and as you know, Jess, yeah. it's another thing to implement something. Absolutely. So yeah, take those little steps. And it is hard because for so many of us, it's not until, like you said, it's not until we get knocked over mm. that then we actually go, oh, shit, what, what, what's happened? What, what have I done? How can I fix this? So that awareness now of actually imagining, okay, well, 
where is where could my choices now potentially lead me to? And if I made some small shifts, because they don't have to be a huge lifestyle overhaul. It doesn't have to be, as you said, suddenly you've got this full-time gym membership and, you know, um, and your whole diet overhauls. Those things don't have to happen. One no. degree shifts towards a healthier lifestyle, slight body movement, looking after your mental health, managing your stress, just mm. being mindful of eating choices, food that nourishes you, that energizes you, like simple shifts. And yeah. simple mindset shifts too, such big mindset shifts like money. Like something you said before, you know, you, someone might think, well, I don't have the money for a gym membership and no judgment on anybody's financial situations because I don't know your personal situations. But I know a lot of people in my world who would say I can't afford the organic food or I can't afford a gym membership but then the doctor prescribes them a medication because they are then unwell, run down, um, something that potentially could have been avoided. And there's no hesitation to handing over 40 to $50 a month or even more on, well, more on doctor's visits, first of all, but second of all, on that ongoing medication. Mm. And then likely another medication to deal with the side effect of that medication. <laughs> And, and, and we that's don't what happened twice. to my mum, Jess. Yes. Yeah. We don't blink twice on spending that money. No. No. Because we then think those, that is life-saving. That will then, well, and it's not. It might extend the life. But, again, I'm, I'm looking at my, my poor mum existed in the last few years of her life simply because of the medications. And like you were just saying, it's then that causes side effects. So it's another lot of medication, which then cause side effects to the point where you know, she, the poor darling was rattling. And I think no no person, no woman would want that. You don't want that. You One thing I like to say to the ladies that I work with as well, you give that care and attention to the people that you love the most mm. in your life. You need to love yourself that same amount in, yeah. in order to put these things into practices. You'd no so, sooner send your children off to school with a lunchbox full of junk and let them sleep to whatever every single night that they wanted and, you know, they were upset with something and you just ignored them. You know, there's, you, you care for, for those that you love. You just need to show that to yourself. And that's what we're talking about with self-care. Yeah, and absolutely. Oh, yes. In, in my membership, in my membership, I have six... <laughs> pillar areas that I, I work with with the ladies and they are they're the ones that we mentioned before on nutrition I'm giggling because I think Joe's camera was about to fall down <laughs> and the face if you watch this on YouTube later the, the face is hilarious <laughs> yeah, sorry about that it was um you know we're looking at these six six big wellness pillar areas so nutrition movement stress management yeah. Um, sleep and rest, purpose and yeah. connection, and then that hormonal support. You know, what yeah. are you doing? Are, are you are you living in a toxic environment? That's the sort of things that we need to think about as well. What sort of toxins are we we living with every single day? And yeah. the list is huge when we look at our from the moment again that we, as women, put on all the makeup that's full of all of these toxic uh, toxic burden, yeah. which will have yeah. disruptive. They're all endocrine disruptive, well, well, all of them, but a lot of them. Our underlying just organ in your body, isn't it? So yes. it absorbs yeah. straight into the bloodstream. I've been using clean makeup for twelve years now. I just uh, understand <laughs> the impact yeah, of, of what yes. it can do. Yeah. yeah, aerosols, hairsprays, all mm. sorts of you know. What you wash your clothes in? Yeah, it's it's everywhere. So we've got to be mindful, and they're the little decisions. That's yes. how you can start to improve your self care. 
Yes, absolutely. Can you talk to me about possibilities as well as challenges, but also really possibilities in the second half of life? I think, and I'll just say quite honestly, I, and I'm sure mum won't mind me saying this. I remember when she was turning 40 many years, not many years ago. She said she's 20 years older than me, but when she was turning 40, I remember being really upset. I actually really remember that as a 20-year-old watching mum be really upset over the thought of turning 40. Um, and now I'm only five years off that age. And so I think I have that in the back of my head, like, oh, you know, that that aging it's almost scary when you're young sometimes. Mm. And I wonder, not that I feel that young anymore either. I went to Sydney on the weekend. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> Darling Harbour. And my friend and I went out for dinner and we were like, oh, man, we are not young anymore by any means. <laughs> yeah. No way to remind yourself of that other than going to Darling Harbour on a Saturday night. <laughs> but, mm. but, I'm, but I guess I, for anybody who may feel the same as me or for anybody who is getting into that second half of their life and maybe even with a traditional a traditional mindset a traditional I guess way that we've been the way that we've been conditioned as a society to see elderly as elderly to see Mm -hmm. the second half of the life as where you slow down and where you are a lot of dealing with a lot of illnesses and um you know all of those things it, it doesn't paint a nice picture and I guess what I'd love to hear from you, yes, challenges, because let's be realistic. Every part of life has challenges. But what are the possibilities of the second half of life? They are huge. And you've got the, I suppose, the, the maturity, the the life experience, the foresight to see what is still ahead. Mm. You, you are able to draw on everything that you know. Because if you think, if we're looking at our age differences right now, from you as a 35-year-old woman to me as a 55-year-old woman, and you're probably going, you know, she's a fair bit older, but they go in a blink those years. Mm. And if you think how much you have grown since you were 15 to 35, well, add that 35 to 55. Like It's just, it's huge. And you do go through some really tough things. There is absolutely no doubting that. You know, you've got your children going through some really tricky times to navigate through all of that. You know, you may be dealing with, for for many women, relationship breakups on top of that. Then you've got ageing and dying parents and then you might have, you know, just life pressures. They're, they're, they're different at different ages. And this is this can be quite a tricky stage because you're dealing with your own children and your parents and they can almost be dealing, you're dealing with a similar, wow. you know, you're unwell. Yeah. So you've got those pressures, yet we've got so much life ahead of us. I'm looking now that if I'm if I'm 55 now and whether you're 45, 50, 55, 60, you have got decades of life ahead of you. Yeah. How exciting is that? How exciting mm-hmm. to know that you have got so much life left in you. Yeah. That you can create it because, yes, by the time you get to my age, your children may have left home. Yes, your parents may have sadly passed away you're a lot freer how do you mm. want your life to look that's bloody exciting and I knew I had to make a decision because for me where I was in my life only a few short years ago that was really hard and that's not how I wanted my life to look feeling burned out stressed yeah. so sometimes yeah you do have to make some hard decisions but I am so pro-aging I'm, I'm, I'm overseeing the anti-aging of everything I oh, you know anti-aging skincare anti-age no be buggered this is pro-aging. 
let's let's change the narrative. And I think all of us as women have got this ability to change that narrative. And if it means that I've got a 65 woman that 65 year old woman that I'm looking at going, damn, I'd love to be like her in another 10 years time. Yeah. I'm looking at a 75 year old woman and think, damn, I want to be like she is at 75. But if you type in, it's hilarious because I remember doing a presentation and I was looking for it. I looked for an older woman. And bugger me, if it wasn't everything that I found, every single photograph I found was this poor, infirm little, there it goes, infirm woman. Pardon yeah. that noise. I guess. <laughs> that, uh, that was that book finally falling down. We that didn't was in hear a it. Wheelchair, <laughs> that was in a wheelchair and she looked like she was about to fall off the perch. And you go, mm. oh, God, is that is that how we're presenting older people? Yeah. That is not and and, and and that's where fear comes from, from ageing as yes, well. I was yes. really keen to ask that question because well, you I was like your mum. I didn't want I didn't want to turn 40. But as soon as I turned 40, I went, oh, that was nothing. Yeah. And the 40s were busy. Yeah, you know, still had younger kids, full-time work, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Got to 50, I couldn't wait. And I if I can say honestly, the 50s are my favorite decade by far. By far. You know, I would believe that after seeing you dance at our retreat. <laughs> I can see how much fun you are having in your 50s and I love yeah. that. And I thank you so much for, first of all, shining a light on that ageism, I guess, and that, that societal view of um, of growing older, of ageing. But not only that, but shining a light on what is possible just because, you, as you said, you turned 40, it was another day. Mm. And now you've got all of this amazing experience and these lessons and, yes, you've got challenges. And one that I imagine some listeners may feel as well going into that um, going into that sort of decade maybe too as you're navigating your parents and your children yeah. but then also and perimenopause to, on top of it. And you perimenopause. Know, that, you know, those hormonal changes. Yeah. And yeah. starting to introduce the concepts of retirement and things like that mm. for a lot of people where all of a sudden – if you've wrapped your identity up in what you've been doing rather than who you are and what you want, that's a whole nother, um, whole yeah. nother thing then, whole nother challenge that's going to present itself in that area as well. And I don't think a lot, Jess, a lot of women don't prepare themselves for when the children do leave the nest. Oh, I so you imagine need to think because now. your years and years you have put so, mm -hmm. and for some women it can be 25, 30 years that they've put into their children you know, depending on how many children they've got in their family and how long you know, they're living at home, they mm. put in so much and then all of a sudden they're gone. Now what? Who am I if I'm not my mum? I'm not to the mum to my kids. Oh, so oh, it is, it is huge. And, <laughs> and it is, and, it, and it's a big process. And that's something, again, that I went through at the same time as everything. And, and for women, it's a reckoning. You go, if I'm not a mother, if I'm not the daughter, who who the hell am I? And so you do go through a process of probably grieving yeah. in, in, in some some way. But oh, then you absolutely. also go a big element of through a process of rediscovering who do I want to be? If I'm not this, well, who am I going to be? Yeah. And that's yeah. that's can be daunting, yet it's so also very, very exciting. And, you know, if we can present it in a way that it doesn't have to be a horrible thing, that it is exciting, that it's your opportunity to, to start thinking about how you want to be and how you want to feel and what you want to do as you age that's that's really really a lovely gift that we're given as we get to this Absolutely. stage of life 
Absolutely. And doesn't that just come right back into what you were saying earlier about those lifestyle choices and mm-hmm. what and what you do now really giving you the ability to choose how you want to live that second half of your life, how you want yeah. to live that part. And if you want to live that in a way that is potentially, and again, you know, no, by saying this, nobody can guarantee that we can prevent these illnesses, but no. potentially prevent, you know, a lot of preventable illnesses. And some and some of those are big, you know, like you said, chronic illness and chronic disease, but, you know, things that also could come and end a life quite quickly, like stroke, um, mm-hmm. heart attacks. These things happen when we're living in high blood pressure, high blood pressure and other and other reasons, but, you know, high blood pressure can come from stress. Um, and stress on the body. That's deemed by the World Health Organization. Exactly. As a a chronic disease, what can you do? How are you managing your stress, Jess, and all the lovely things that you do to help people to manage? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, um, there's just so many good choices that can be made, but I love what you've just said that you get to choose. You get to choose how you age and be pro-aging rather than Mm -hmm. anti-aging. That is just I love it. I'm like, I've got goosebumps in my body. <laughs> I really love it. I think that is so, so empowering for somebody mm-hmm. my age and somebody older, somebody at any age to hear. Really yeah. so empowering, Joe. I really love that. Is there anything else that you think that we need to know to be prepared for or to help ourselves through perimenopause, life changes? And I want to thank you too quickly for your honesty as well. You were talking about your personal experiences, your children and your mother, and I love the vulnerability. Thank you. You're very welcome. I think if we can't talk honestly, then other people don't get to see that they're not Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll try to rephrase it. <laughs> <laughs> if we're not honest, it means that we can't share our story and other people can't identify with that story. Yeah. We're all going through things and I think we keep it to ourselves. The more we talk about it, the more we don't feel alone. And it's really important that we don't feel alone during this stage to know that it's okay to have a crappy day and, yeah, perimenopause can be hard, but it's not forever. That's a transition. That's a life stage. And you get to be, you know, experience some beautiful things after that. Once you reach your anniversary, you your anniversary. <laughs> um, still blew my mind. It still blows my mind. <laughs> And also to know that there is so many things that we can do every single day to make our life just that little bit better. And little by little, a little becomes a lot. So if we can do that from the earliest ages onwards and treat ourselves with that respect and age with um, grace and dignity, then, oh, what a beautiful, you know, what a beautiful life we're going to lead and a legacy that we'll lead for others. Absolutely. Joe, how can people get in touch with you and how can they work with you as well? Okay, so I either can find me on Instagram mm-hmm. at Joe Clark Coaching, yep, uh, yep. my website, joeclarkcoaching.com. And if you want to do the quiz, it's just forward slash quiz and that will get you there if you want to see whether or not you are uh, at the early stages or in the throes of, of perimenopause and what that might mean and how you can start to look after yourself. And I've also got a, a, um, a wait list for my membership, which only yeah. opens up a few times a year, yeah. where we really focus on how to be well. Uh, and that's really at any age, but particularly focused on women in their 40s and their 50s yeah. and, wow. um, and beyond. 
Oh, I love that. Well, I'm going to link all of those things that you've just mentioned in the notes, but just for anybody who is walking and listening or something, there you go. JoeClarkCoaching.com slash quiz if you want to have a quiz. Yeah. And then there's a little ebook I've got as well. And there's a program that'll be rolling out later in the year. And that's really dealing with the mindset on, on, um, you know, getting yourself ready for those, the, the decades ahead. And we'll, we'll, we'll think, you know, decades ahead. Yeah. Obviously, life can happen, like you said, you know, you can't predict for everything, but we want to be in the best health no matter what comes our way. Absolutely. And as we just touched on today, with all of the different challenges that may arise for you, um, and all of the different internal challenges too that you're going to be looking at and, and the different identity shifts and everything, that mindset is going to be really important. It yeah. is. Well, I look a lot of those stories have been up there for an awfully long time, Jess, when you hear oh, the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet they have. Oh, and I know all too well some of those stories. They can keep you very stuck very easily. They can. Oh, Joe, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your beautiful, beautiful personality. I'm so, so happy that you came on this episode and that you've shared everything that you've shared and such a beautiful message about long-term health, uh, not health prevention, long-term illness prevention <laughs> through through lifestyle choices that are going to help you um, for, for good health. Yeah. you've got this one life like I just yeah I, I feel so passionate about what you're talking about I, I could talk about it for hours yeah, we're, we're, we're kindred spirits there because I, I really everything that you do to help women reduce the amount of stress in their lives thank you it's so important well, I highly recommend getting in touch with Jo go follow her on Instagram and go over and say hi don't be yes. afraid jump in the DM she's really friendly ask her to dance <laughs> or not so, uh, go go and say hi in the Instagram DMs. I'm sure Joe mm. would love to hear from you and say that you heard her on this episode. And um, yeah, go and say hi. Thank you, Joe, so much. Pleasure. Thanks for letting me be on and to talk about this too, Jess. Anytime, right. my love. <laughs> you have been listening to Alive and Thriving by Inspired Life Collective. Did you know that you can help us to impact even more women on their well-being journey? simply by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review. If stress or anxiety, life or business has got you feeling inside like you are just busting to come back to life, then I invite you to book a discovery call with me so we can chat about how Inspired Life Collective private and online services might be able to support you through your journey. I am so, so grateful to you for being here and having me in your ears. So until the next episode, just remember that you were born to thrive.